Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. Today's poem is by W.S. Gilbert, the great poet, illustrator, dramatist, and operatic librettist, best known for his uh, comic opera collaborations with Arthur Sullivan. That's right. We've got Gilbert of Gilbert and Sullivan today. The poem is called National Anthem. Uh, Though he's best known for his uh, operatic works, for his uh, musical lyrics, Gilbert wrote uh, quite a bit of independent light verse, and uh, today's poem is a great example of that. I'll read the poem once, offer a few comments, and then read it one more time. National Anthem A monarch is pestered with cares, though no doubt he can often trepan them. But one comes in a shape he can never escape, the implacable national anthem. Though for quiet and rest he may yearn, it pursues him at every turn. No chance of forsaking its rococo numbers, they haunt him when waking, they poison his slumbers. Like the Banbury lady whom everyone knows, he's cursed with its music wherever he goes, though its words but imperfectly rhyme, and the devil himself couldn't scan them. With composure polite, he endures day and night that illiterate national anthem. It serves a good purpose, I own. Its strains are devout and impressive. Its heart-stirring notes raise a lump in our throats as we burn with devotion excessive. But the king, who's been bored by that song from his cradle each day, all day long, who's heard it loud shouted by throats operatic and loyally spouted by courtiers emphatic, by soldier, by sailor, by drum, and by fife, small blame if he thinks that the plague of his life, while his subjects sing loudly and long, their king, who would willingly ban them, sits worry-disguising, anathematizing that bogey, the national anthem. Sir William Schwank Gilbert was born November the 18th, 1836, in London. As I said earlier, he's best known for his musical collaborations with Sir Arthur Sullivan, Mikado, Pirates of Penzance, and HMS Pinafore, to name just a few. Gilbert was the first British writer to be knighted solely on the strength of his literary output. That's a pretty common occurrence these days. Uh, Well, common enough. Uh, But Gilbert was the first to uh, garner such an honor. And Gilbert even got (laughs) to enjoy a rather noble death. He died May 29th. 1911, at the age of 74, suffering a heart attack after rescuing a young woman from drowning in a lake. Uh, That's the kind of uh, death a lot of us would like to make up for ourselves. And he, uh, he lived the real thing. An epitaph upon his burial memorial reads, his foe was folly and his weapon wit. 
And that witty weapon is turned today toward the British national anthem, which is not an awful song. Uh, but as he says here, uh, there is one person in the country who's probably particularly vexed by that song, and it is the king, because wherever he goes, he hears that song. We obviously don't have a king in America, but I can imagine that perhaps um, the president is in uh, a similar situation. And I may make some enemies here, but I have to say, this poem uh, could be even more true about our national anthem, which doesn't rank very high, in my opinion, as far as national anthems go. Uh, some of the some of the lyrics are wonky. It's difficult musically uh, for people to sing. Uh, thus, all of the famously bad public performances of our national anthem. And uh, and this, I'm not just saying this because I'm uh, some kind of Anglophile. I think a, a solid number of countries have superior national anthems. Uh, but I don't mean to make you in, ungrateful. If you tend towards ingratitude, you probably should not go and listen to other countries' national anthems. That said, here is W.S. Gilbert's national anthem one more time. A monarch is pestered with cares, though no doubt he can often trepan them. But one comes in a shape he can never escape, the implacable national anthem. Though for quiet and rest he may yearn, it pursues him at every turn. No chance of forsaking its rococo numbers. They haunt him when waking, they poison his slumbers. Like Banbury Lady, whom everyone knows, he's cursed with its music wherever he goes. Though its words but imperfectly rhyme, and the devil himself couldn't scan them. With composure polite, he endures day and night that illiterate national anthem. It serves a good purpose, I own. Its strains are devout and impressive. Its heart-stirring notes raise a lump in our throats as we burn with devotion excessive. But the king, who's been bored by that song from his cradle each day all day long, who's heard it loud shouted by throats operatic and loyally spouted by courtiers emphatic, by soldier, by sailor, by drum, and by fife, small blame if he thinks it the plague of his life. While his subjects sing loudly and long, their king, who would willingly ban them, sits worry-disguising, anathematizing that bogey, the national anthem. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support the show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team here at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.